We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. A biggity boo, all you beautiful people out there. Hope you're all doing well. Welcome back to the Esports Rewind. Hello, Zane. Hello, hello, Jake. Yeah, you know, this week, uh, it's been crazy, man. I think Mm. we're looking a bit different. Well, at least I'm looking a bit different than I did last week. Uh, Okay, so let me ask you a quick question for our audio listeners out there. Jake now has a new hairstyle, uh, an interesting choice, I would say. He's rocking a mullet now. Yes, uh, only for a short period of time. You know, I figured we broke 300K and uh, needed some more attention. Some mullet, yeah. (laughs) Naturally, when you break 300K on any platform, uh, everybody knows. It's a a typical standard move. Uh, Shave at 500. (laughs) Besides all that, though, all you audio listeners, all you YouTube listeners, welcome to the Esports Rewind Mm. podcast. Another crazy week here in esports and gaming and we are here to break it down for you zan hit him with that intro and let's get rolling yeah yeah. thank you to all of our audio listeners tuning in on itunes spotify wherever you like to enjoy your podcast we're on the prediction esports talk show network that's p-r-e-e-d-i-c-t-i-o-n really appreciate y'all tuning in there uh and always for everybody listening do not forget like comment subscribe importantly very important to subscribe it does actually help us out a ton so please if you enjoy the content please do so uh, and thank you all for your support. We got some fun, juicy topics for you guys. Uh, let's break them down, Xanifer. Yeah, let's hit it. 
And this first one, Zan, is hmm. uh, going to be a different one. But uh, for the streaming world, it's been a, a bit of a weird takeover we've seen for several games out there. Uh, I think it was actually three, four weeks ago we talked about the rise of Fall Guys. Hmm. Indeed. Um, the one that you called, and uh, I think a hmm. lot of people are calling the fall of Fall Guys hmm. as, as of recently. A short two-week splash, and we'll see where the future of their eSport goes. I think a different game out there really taking over for a wide variety of reasons is uh, a game with very similar creatures inside of it. That being mm-hmm. the game of Among Us, taking over on Twitch and YouTube streams and videos as well. It's been crazy to see. You know, we've actually seen the kind of the um, the reviving of Ninja just signing to Twitch. Had some great streams of Among Us with his twin brother XQC. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also seen some beef being cleared up between Ninja XQC, thankfully, yeah, Ninja yeah. and Dakotas, <laughs> and even further so. What I wanted to talk about was the blow up of this game, kind of equal to that of Fall Guys in terms mm-hmm. of gigantic viewership numbers for a lot of streamers out there. We only not only have has it been Ninja, XQC, and DK? We got, I think it's Sukuno. Uh, we got Valkyrie. We got Courage. I think oh, one of the gigantic ones was Disguised Toast. It's been really weird to see in the past month these games that have very similar, uh, obviously very different natured games, mm-hmm. very similar creatures, and also just gigantic blowups for so many creators out there. Right. I think in large part, uh, like you mentioned, the character designs are very similar, but I think the character designs is part of what works here because they're so simplistic and they're so whimsical and everything we see nowadays, or not everything, but a good portion of it is all, it's hardcore and this is like very realistic graphics and we're trying to like, you know, really hit that peak and it's nice to kind of just sit back and kick back and chill with something more lay, you know, more casual Yeah, in a, in a way. And I think you know? Among Us is even weirder because... It's a game that was, I think it was first uh, brought public like 2018. Oh, uh, yeah, two years ago. And yeah. so to your point, is this kind of like a 2020, like everyone's stressed, it's a pandemic, all these terrible things happening. All of a sudden we find out like, yo, we can all play with our friends online and mm-hmm. betray each other and kind of just do it, do so in kind of a fun manner with all these funny looking characters. It, I- I think it's definitely a factor. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, everybody's at home nowadays. I mean, yeah. heck, I mean, you only have so many activities you can do in the house. You're running out of TV shows to watch. I mean, Netflix only has so much to binge. True, true. And uh, this is one of those few games you can get like a large group of friends involved. Yes. Like, I think that's one of the things we see with a lot of video games. Party sizes are tiny. Like maybe like three to four players in one yes, like, like session for, for like trios and squads for yeah, whatever yeah. battle royale. And uh-huh. now all of a sudden you can get ten peeps together. Yeah, right. I right? know that me and my homies were playing Fortnite for our free time because that's Mm. a universal game uh and so all of a sudden we're getting 10-man lobbies of Among Us in there, and uh-huh. you're, you're talking to people from middle school or high school mm. that you you know you're not necessarily too close to anymore. But all of a sudden they're stabbing you in the back. It's just been yeah. a really fun experience. Uh, we'll end on this to see YouTube streamers really taking off. I think I really look towards the likes of Courage or Valkyrie just exploding with viewership numbers and Disguised Toast. His YouTube numbers, I mean Facebook uh, streaming numbers have I think quadrupled, mm-hmm. and then his YouTube has nearly doubled in the past like four or five months and of course just the last month or so has been that gigantic leap with all of his videos just taking to the moon Mm. it's so strange to me that all it takes is one game and people can really show a different side of themselves. I know we were we were ending on a really nice note, but I wanted to bring up one more point because you know made me think of it with that point. But uh, if you look at video titles, stream titles, normally it's just Among Us and then a list of names. Yes. And then I think that's what really has brought in that huge viewership because it's like, oh, that hey, so everybody you'd love to see is here. Yeah, because yeah. we will see every now and again Warzone tournaments like Tim mm-hmm. the Tatman with mm-hmm. Nick Merckx, with Cloaksy. But mm-hmm. now with Among Us, we're seeing 
again, great point because, you know, we saw Valkyrie and I think it was Pokey all of a sudden playing with PewDiePie mm -hmm. and Sukuno and all these yeah, gigantic games. a lot of names. really unexpected collaborations happening yes. that I think we would not have seen with any other game. And so all of a sudden you're, yeah, I mean, it's just been gigantic to see. We'll see if it does last. Mm -hmm. Fall Guys kind of seen a fall off, so we'll see if Among Us can actually uh, take it a bit further. All right, Jake, for this topic, I'm about to say something I'm pretty sure we've never said before on the podcast. Let's talk about the LPL real quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> interesting. Stick yeah. with us, guys. Uh, yeah, We're talking about Chinese esports. It's going to mm -hmm. be interesting. Well, which we don't do very often. We talk mm -hmm. about China every now and again, but not their esports. We talk scene. about Tencent. We yeah, get scared. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, Chinese <laughs> esports certainly a very, very interesting topic that not necessarily our audience, but still mm -hmm. it's going to be the future. So Absolutely. What, do you, what do you guys say about the LPL? Yeah, uh, well... Quick uh, primer, for those of you who aren't aware, the LPL is essentially the Chinese Pro League for League of Legends. It's the equivalent of, let's say, the LEC for the EU or the LCS for the NA. Yep. Uh, just to you know, give you guys that info. Um, so basically, they announced this week, or recently rather, that um, they are introducing salary caps into the league and doing it in a very fascinating way. Very very strange. Yeah. This will not get talked about too often. Mm -hmm. This is weird. It's weird, and it's like, it's. I, I can't wait to see how it unfolds. Yeah. Uh, so basically, they're introducing salary caps based on performance, and they're going to have an algorithm ba that basically analyzes how well players do in each match, and then says, this is what like pay bracket they should be in. <laughs> Which is, Sorry, I'm just mind blown. Because, yeah, yeah. Like, like Such I don't, a weird concept for esports. I don't know how to respond. You know, uh -huh. I don't. I I can't judge the LPL. If, if you guys want some um, historical context or a preface, I think it was actually back 2019, 2018. At, they are one of the most profitable esports leagues in mm. the entire world. They mm. know what they're doing. They know how to make money. They have a diehard fan base and viewer base, and they do it very well. So automatically, I think okay. You know, if this is what they want to do, it probably mm. will work out. But it's so weird because we see with like Call of Duty League, there's an overall league salary cap for each mm. and every team. Right. But you can pay so and so 350k and so and so 100k, and then so and so else five dollars. It's like, it's whatever yeah. you want, right? Uh -huh. It's whatever you need, whatever you pay those players to get them on your team. It's not based off performance. Obviously, what you offer them or mm -hmm. negotiate with them is based off your own subjective opinion of how good they are. Of course, but it's yeah. not league based. Yeah, yeah, which is what kind of like you know throws me off about this story because I'm, I understand a lot of the motivation behind it. Uh, they had some spokespeople come out and say, "Hey, this is just to kind of avoid teams coming in, swooping up all the best players, and really like stacking their roster against others, oh, just because they've got okay. a lot of capital, you know, okay. to keep the league overall more competitive." And uh, kind of to that own end, uh, at a minimum range, they have a minimum salary, and at the upper range, if you can technically pay somebody more than the salary cap but if you do you can't sign new players it's just like I, I i wish i would know the direct reason why they did not go with an overall team cap as we mm. see in traditional sports and went with the algorithm side and set instead i haven't looked into it enough to know the stringence of why that would be i'm sure right, they have right. the reasons but it is weird most traditionally we see mm. an overall team cap mm. not individual caps so I, it's weird yeah i think it's kind of meant to ensure fairness across the board because you know if you have like an overall cap you're not going to be thinking oh maybe i can push somebody else out of this spot at this other team and really you know swing in like a nice big payday yeah it's more like i think it puts more onus on the players to really show up and perform i mean at the end it of the does. day it kind of matters how well the algorithm actually works. I mean, we don't know. They have not shared any details about that yeah. quite yet. And they, to your point, they haven't really shared any details on why they went with an algorithmic approach as opposed to like a manual process to have somebody like somehow reviewing and judging, okay, this person is doing 
this well, so they're in this bracket. This person doing that well, so they're in that bracket. Yeah, and, and plus I would maybe end on this. You know, if this is based off an algorithm for in-game mm. performance, what's to stop? I mean, there's obviously different roles for right. League of Legends. So mm. does the algorithm change per role? Uh, what if all of a sudden you're kill stealing mm. just because? Oh, it increases my cap. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah, they're we, we playing to the algorithm as opposed to playing to the game yeah, itself. Yeah, we've already seen complaints about that in Call of Duty. It's just a couple of uh, players, but you know, prominent players, Clayster mm. and Crimsix, have said that. Players are not playing to win. Mm. They're playing to beef their KDs up so they can keep their salaries and keep their jobs. So at right. the end of a game, when they're gonna, they know they're gonna lose. They're not going to contest because they'll die. They mm. want to beef up those KDs. They'll go for kills. What's to stop that from happening in league? Obviously, mm. if you're not playing to your role, the team mm. will notice. Mm. But the algorithm says you're doing pretty well. I think you could probably uh, weight things differently, right? Like say, like not every role involves really actually ganking people, getting kills. You know. Not every role has people in the jungle. Like so you can say, okay, so this is gonna be weighted higher for this role. Like say you're you know, you're doing an excellent job supporting your team, that's gonna be weighted higher for you than your kills, you know, if you're not getting a lot of kills. Yeah, perhaps. it seems very yeah. seems very, very detailed is what it would have to be. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure they like spend a lot of time. I'm sure that's why they're not sharing details about it right now, about how precisely it will work, you know. Yeah. So. And we'll see if teams do teams even have to use this? Oh uh, yeah. Whole league, whole league is doing this. Okay, well, yeah. we'll see how it works out for the LPL. You know, always mm. keeping a step ahead of everyone else. And if yeah. it does work out, will we see it implemented elsewhere? I think there's a good chance. Maybe we'll find out. And quickly before our next topic, guys, a quick word from this week's sponsors. Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account anytime, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire, or 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month. Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. And guys and gals, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in the action at Bet Bet BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you get on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get on their season opening bonuses today and start wagering off on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word, bet online, your online sports book experts. And now, let's get back to the podcast. And next up, a shorter segment out there, but something I've personally experienced on, on Twitter over this past week mm. or so. That's going to be CEOs back at it again in esports, uh, something I do really love uh -huh. uh, to talk about, that being a potential beef where I really do think the future of esports is when we have these CEOs and these top figures beefing back and forth, mm. much like we see in sports. You know, ESPN takes that to the moon. And, and so I love seeing developing personalities out there. Someone I've talked about a lot with a personality is G2 Ocelot. Of course. <laughs> a CEO really, really kind of going into it I, I you know I see him as a friend but he's really going after it he's a big mm -hmm. troll on Twitter and doing some things and saying things that I just don't see anyone else doing 
And I can only imagine if Nadeshot or Banks said this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, it'd be nuts. I think, you know, to your point, Ocelot has kind of developed this persona where it makes sense that Ocelot is popping off on Twitter, he's saying a lot of this crazy stuff, but, like, anybody else says it, and you'd be like... What's going on? Yeah, like it's so nuts. it's it's a very weird spot. It, yeah, like Phase Clan has kind of trans- transitioned themselves into a spot where if Banks does something, it's kind of mm. like unless it's crazy, it's yeah. not really surprising. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. If he shot somebody, then then everybody'd be like, yeah. yeah, that's a problem. But you know, you trashed another hotel room, then it's, you know, like, it's uh, like ah, that's yeah. Banks. You guys get what it means. You know, mm. people in the in the space so far have kind of been developing these personalities and putting themselves in a weird space in the scene. And uh, Ocelot's certainly one of them. This past week, I mean, in the past, we've already talked about Ocelot calling out Hunter Thieves. Mm-hmm. The G2 versus Nade shot kind of debacle. You never really can tell if he's trolling. Um, also, a couple weeks back, we talked about Ocelot versus Hastro. Apparently, that, that might have been jokes. They went back and forth on Twitter, and, you know, bakeries were mentioned, and, and uh, you know, five-star restaurant. It was weird. And, <laughs> and then in this past week, uh-huh. we got uh, him calling out Origin. If you don't know, Origin, you know, now Astralis. Yeah, now Astralis. They finally, finally <laughs> renamed Thank you, Astralis. Good call, good, good call. call. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, Astralis finally renamed all their teams to Astralis. So Origin, their former LEC team, um, Ocelot kind of knocked on them for being irrelevant. Mm. And then most recently, we got Ocelot yet again doubling down versus FaZe. And ironically, we brought up FaZe and, and G2 Ocelot yeah, kind of yeah. building their own personalities. Uh-huh. He called them uh, effing clowns. Which, hey... I kind of almost can't fault that because that's kind of how, like, you know, I think that's kind of FaZe's persona in a way. Like, you know, not to not, I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm, clowns, I don't but like, more like. I hate pissing off fanboys, man. Like, no, it, yeah, I hear that, but like, we got to be real here. Like, FaZe is a certain, like, let's say closer to the influencer side of presentation than the, you know, traditional esports. We're here to compete and, like, you know, kind of that more professionalism uh, focused approach. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, we've certainly given FaZe a lot of praise. Mm-hmm. People. Yeah. I think it's good to remind everybody we like FaZe. Yes. I think FaZe is probably one of my favorite esports orgs in existence. FaZe Clan is going to be a big reason why esports gaming entertainment mm-hmm. is, is relevant and continues to grow. Absolutely. And so I will give them credit where it's due. A lot of the things FaZe Clan does, it just, yeah. from my perspective, sometimes mm. it's a bit off. Now, when we have G2 Ocelot versus FaZe Clan, we'll end on this as well. Mm. Uh, Ocelot calling them effing clowns in the midst of a negotiation, possibly to pick up one of their CSGO players. Mm. It, it's kind of weird because I, I feel like Ocelot can say these things mm. because they G2 might be the most successful current esports organization in the entire world where he can back up whatever he says mm-hmm. and he might be in the spot. Again, this is all just speculation. You guys, of course, can leave your thoughts down below and it's my opinion. It's because he knows he has the most dominant rosters across the board, mm-hmm. not just one, but many. He's got the receipts on deck. And so he, he, can he feels he can go after anybody because if they say anything in comparison to G2, mm-hmm. they do they really match up? Yeah, that's more than fair. And speaking of matching up, I was actually talking about the Nico stuff with one of our writers earlier this morning. And we were kind of talking about, hey, you know, their CS roster, FaZe's CS roster, feels kind of out of place with the rest of FaZe because they're so, like, they feel like more, they'd be more at home in a more of a traditional org in a way. Like you a know, G2. Like a G2. Like, not- I could see Nico fitting in really well at G2, low-key. I... Yeah, I, I don't. It's gonna be too many, too many talking points there. Mm-hmm. But it's been very weird. I think, honestly, I just think Ocelot's in a very dangerous spot where uh-huh. he can pretty much just say whatever towards other esports orgs mm-hmm. uh, because no one can challenge him there. So if anyone wants to challenge him, you know, hit me up. We'll, we'll, well, 
everybody's waiting. I'm sure everybody's waiting for G2 to stumble, and then all the sharks are going to come out and be yep. like, oh, yeah, you were talking all this uh, talking all this trash. Where you yeah. at now? So we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll see who the next uh, eSports CEO to step it up and challenge Oshlot really. All right, Jake. Uh, so one of the things that really, really desperately needs to be addressed is the current presence of the U.S. military on Twitch. Unfortunately, over the past several months, they've, uh, you know, had several, let's say, unfortunate incidents where they have run afoul of what people would consider um, just appropriate behavior. Appropriate for representing a group larger than yourself. Yeah, not just that. But I'd say, like, appropriate even for, like, an individual, you know? This is... Yeah, pardon. This on. is going to be a topic that is mm. definitely polarizing and it's mm. going to piss some people off. Mm. You guys can leave your thoughts and opinions down below, but um, you're referencing the most recent offense. Is it yeah, the most I'm referencing recent the most offense. recent. Uh, let's we can break down all of the recent offenses because it is like you know I think it's worth mentioning that this is a, a widespread problem for the military. Apparently, it all started with the army uh, having several giveaways that looked to not really actually uh, result in prizes being sent. They out. were misleading giveaways to get people to sign up for a recruitment process, mm-hmm. and I honestly think in comparison to what the U.S. Navy did recently mm. it's not even close oh yeah not on the um, same I don't I don't like when people go into the US Army or US Navy twitch chats and just spam war crime war crime war crime right, I don't really right. approve of those actions you guys are f- free to do that mm. but that's to me a very very menial compared to again what the US Army did sucks uh, the the obviously the the banning people for mentioning war crimes mm. sucks uh, shouldn't be done what the US Navy did most recently um, I'll give you guys my perspective. You guys can leave yours. When you have a group of people that represent something bigger than themselves, right? Mm. We talk a lot about pro players who represent esports organizations, mm. thus they are held to a higher standard. Of course. When you are a group of grown men, a part of the U.S. Navy, streaming on the U.S. Navy Twitch page, you represent the United States of America. Yeah, the government. And when you take actions of having a lobby of Among Us players who are all tied to that channel, and you name your characters after... I don't want to label them as war crimes, but you name them after... Arguably very problematic actions taken by the government. We don't have to say war crimes, but, like, you know, contentious things. I mean, you know. uh, was one was it, was it one called... Uh, uh, Nagasaki. They referenced Nagasaki. Nagasaki, Nagasaki. Yeah. Japan, 1945. Mm. And then one character... Um, yeah, the black character, unfortunately. ...was called the gamer word. Mm. And if you guys... Again, you don't have to be against or, or for their actions here, but just even on the gamer word, if you're a gamer or a fan of esports and gaming or streaming, mm-hmm. and someone is making light of that, do you guys want as a gaming community to be known for the gamer word? Which, by the way, is the N word. That's the joke that's being made. Mm-hmm. So many gamers have said the N word that all of a sudden it's a running joke that the gamer word is the N word. That's embarrassing. No, it's like, not why just. Why are you em- making light of that? It's not just embarrassing. It's very clearly harmful to the entire industry. I mean, that's a very large part of the reason the adpocalypse happened initially because of stuff like this, mm-hmm. you know, because it was so widespread that advertisers just did not feel comfortable, like, you know, even potentially having their content show up in front of something like that. Yeah. And, and again, we understand this is a very, very two-sided topic. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to have their thoughts on this. When I see grown men representing that, and making light of it Mm. and it's just to me it's cringy it's really really cringy it's not just cringy it's like it's borderline it's kind of infuriating my guy because like this is like it's not just not just towards the military but for twitch why why did twitch not be like hey Y'all need to fix surprised this or ban. Really surprised they didn't. I I'm would not be surprised if twitch issues some kind of widespread like you know 
some kind of statement against the military overall, because at this stage, we now have three separate branches of the military who have gotten into hot water on Twitch with the National Guard also running into issues earlier this week. Yeah. With yeah. their, you know, statement being made or their shout out being given to a user with a name referencing the amount of Jewish individuals who were killed during the Holocaust. You know, it was, I think the name was six million wasn't enough. And, and that is like such a, like why? Like why? It's so, so easily avoidable as an issue, you know? I want to mention as well, I believe mm. the U.S. Marines are the mm. only branch that is not tied, and they will not be. They've actually made mm. note they will not be entering the esports, gaming, or streaming scene mm. to avoid these kind of issues. Have a great respect for that. Yeah. Very. My last thoughts on this, when you have this group of men who do this, mm. it's just why. Mm. Keep it. If you're going to do it, I guess if you really want to, right. at the very least, keep it private. Why? Mm. Why stream it? Because now we know you're trying to you're trying to cause an uproar. You mm. are trying to make light of the situation. You're trying to make it publicly, you know, noticeable by people. And you and you, I I feel like with them doing this, they wanted a reaction and they got it. Hope they're happy with it. We'll see if Twitch responds. But man, that just uh, I I wasn't. That's nothing to be proud of, in my opinion. Absolutely not. And it is worth mentioning that I believe each of the individual streamers involved in these circumstances, representing the Army, the Navy, the National Guard, they've either been removed from their access to the channel or they've been like sanctioned by their you know, various branches. Um, but I think that really isn't enough from these types of organizations. I think they need to take a step back, take a serious look at what they're doing, and realize that they were in no way prepared to be streaming. They clearly don't have the proper oversight, the maturity level, the really the execution to represent the U.S. government at all properly. Like I think this has been a black mark that people will remember like forever on like on the record of them being on these platforms at all. Yeah, this will be a running joke for some time. Remember the, the U.S. Navy or uh, mm. National Guard or the Army on Twitch? Absolutely. Sadly going to be a running joke. We'll see if Twitch steps in and does anything about it. Ooh, that was kind of heated there, man. God dang. It could have been more. I, 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 think <sighs> we, I think we avoided getting too spicy. I don't think, yeah. yeah, I, uh, yeah. Hopefully we Oh, man. <laughs> man, I, I just kind of got all sweaty. Well, sure, believe me, I could I could have been cursing for a solid yeah, 30 minutes gone, about we this. Yeah, we could have gone like, a bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we at least can agree. And, you know, mm. again, we'll touch on at least some of the sides on that stuff. It's just, mm. uh, it's not easy to talk about that stuff, yeah, but I think it needs not. to be talked about. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of glad we have the platform to do so. Um, as per usual, we hope you guys all enjoy the Esports Rewind podcast. Certainly one of the more fun times during my week is to mm. rant to you, Zan. Yeah, absolutely. And so <laughs> as per usual, hit him with that outro. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you are, you know, someone out there who might want to listen to the podcast on the go, on your phone, in the car, while you're driving, you know, as a podcast, you know, you can find us as part of the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you like to listen to your podcast. That Jeez. is P-R-E-E, -E, I swear. Keep going, keep going, keep yeah, going. Yeah, all right, yeah. We, He's we, a busy man. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Um, so we're on the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. That's P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N, uh, alongside a lot, of, a lot of other fantastic gaming and esports podcasts. So by all means, go check us out there as well. Shout out to all of our audio listeners. We very much appreciate you. You can find our daily esports news content over on YouTube at Esports Talk. You can always reach out to us in the comments there or on social media. We're at talk underscore esports on Twitter, esports underscore talk on Instagram. We read every single message you guys send so believe us you know we very much appreciate you guys reaching out whenever you want to share a story just a kind word it really does mean the world to us um jake do you have anything else you'd like to leave the good people with thanks for watching and tuning into the esports rewind podcast gamers gals uh guys we'll see you all back here next week same time same day until then take care